What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And we're back once again this week. Going to be a lot more to cover. We're going to be touching a lot more on the MLB offseason, as it has really picked up in, in recent days with the impending lockout that is expected to occur on, I believe, December 2nd or so, one of the, December 1st, December 2nd. So we've seen a lot of players start to sign last night. Uh, we're coming this on Saturday. Last night, the New York Mets went and signed three guys. So they're obviously uh, in the forefront of the news. But a lot to cover. We're going to be doing some predictions. But yeah, I guess we'll start with the New York Mets. Obviously, last night, they inked three veteran players, Eduardo Escobar, to a two-year, $20 million deal. Mark Canna, two years, I believe, $24 million or so. And then obviously, the big, the big name out of the three, Starling Marte, four years, $78 million. Obviously, three big moves for the Mets, who are, you know, a team with a, you know, coming off an extremely disappointing season. As a fan, it was extremely disappointing. They held first place for a while, just couldn't get it done in the end. So three moves for three solid veteran players. What are your thoughts initially on these deals, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I think this day is a total victory for Mets fans because, you know, it just goes to show they are really, they are serious about competing, I think. Uh, and I really like the first two signings of the day. I thought they are really, I know, $14 million a year almost for both. But still, I think it's really good value. Uh, and then Sterling Marte, Griff and I were just talking about it before the pod started, actually. But, uh, I mean, we know he's a really good player. It's just that 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 four-year number is sort of a little bit of a concern from a player who is already 33 years old. And we know – I mean, he had – what did he have, 47 stolen bases last year or something like that? 47, yeah. Which is an insane number. But uh, we'll see. But, you know, I, I just don't know about four years for a player – I just said it before the public, whose game is so reliant on speed. But, I mean, it's a good. it was a good day for the Mets. I think Hannah and Escobar, really good signings. But, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts as a fan, Griffin? I'm interested to hear. I mean, obviously, I love it because it's like, I think especially, I mean, this week we saw Steven Matt sign with the Cardinals and we saw Steve Cohen go out on Twitter and was kind of in an outrage about how the whole situation was handled. It seems like they thought the Mets thought they'd have a chance to match and they didn't really get that chance and whatnot. So, I think it really shows that, you know, Cohen is serious about spending. And I think he proved that. I mean, he almost gave out, I think it was like 120 million or so in contracts yesterday. So um, clearly he's serious. And uh, I know we're having a bit of lag, so I don't know if you can hear me, but. Um, no, I, I'm good. I'm... You're good? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I think I'll start with Eduardo Escobar. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, over the last few years, he's, you know, he's a power guy and he's got versatility in the infield. He can play three positions in the infield. And I think that's key. I mean, he's a big league player. Um, he's going to, you know, he's not some flashy superstar, but he's a solid player. And, you know, you, if he's your best player, yeah, that's a problem like he was on the Diamondbacks. But on the Mets, I mean, he's going to slide in as, you know, kind of just another guy in that lineup. And I think he's, you know, good. We've heard a lot of good things about him in the clubhouse. Mark Canna, uh, one of the better on-base percentage guys in the league. Um, he gets on base, not a great defensive outfielder, but, um, you know, another good veteran player. Um, and lastly, Starling Marte, I mean, this Mets team has really never had a center fielder. They've kind of been, um, you know, platooning Nemo out there and he's not a center fielder. He's a corner outfielder. So he'll get to return to the corners and Starling Marte, who a guy, you know, he is, you know, getting up there in age, like we said, the four years, obviously not ideal, but I think that's unfortunately what you kind of had to give them. And that's what to land these bigger free agents, you're going to have to, at this point, accept deals where they're going to be, you know, getting paid in, in their, you know, not prime years in their later years. So, you know, it's, I think it's a good move. And the Mets, you know, a team that really has never stolen too many bases besides, you know, the Jose Reyes days. This will give them a guy at the top of the order who's going to hit for average and he's going to steal bases. And that is huge for this New York Mets team. 
totally changes the complexity of the lineup in my mind. So I think overall, like you said, it's a big win for for the Mets. I don't think they're done. I mean, I've already seen today a lot of Kevin Gaussman buzz. Um, Seems like he might end up signing today. So I don't know when this podcast will be out, but maybe he will be. uh, I've heard the Mets. I've heard the Mariners, Giants still in it. Um, But that would be another great addition. We're going to touch on Gaussman amongst many names of free agents for our predictions here in a second. But yeah, I think overall, good day for the Mets. and was happy to see. I mean, Marte was highly coveted. You heard a lot of teams. The Phillies were one of them in on him. Um, so I think it's good also for the Mets to, you know, snag him from, uh, you know, potentially going to a division rival and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. All right. So with that, we are going to do this. We've not prepared this at all. So this is totally off the top of our heads and yeah, we, we might be forgetting teams, but this is going to be totally off the top of our heads. I've got a list of, I believe 16 or so free agents right now, uh, who are currently on the market that we are going to predict. And we're going to start with, I think, the consensus best free agent on the market, Carlos Correa. Um, had a fantastic year for Houston this year. Rob, where do you see him ending up? Well, I think it definitely depends on how this whole Javi Bio situation shakes out. But, yeah, I mean, based off that, you'll know what team I'm going to say, I think. Um, I'm going to say the, G- the Detroit Tigers here. Uh, I mean, they're going to give him – a lot of a lot of money, and I think they're just going to give him the most money. And I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with the Detroit Tigers for Carlos Correa. Yeah, I mean, we've heard, we've seen some reports that the Tigers are not willing to go over three hundred million. And I think you know that Lindor deal that the Met. It was a bad deal. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there immediately. But um, you know, I think that deal kind of is setting the market for free agent short these yeah. shortstops. I mean, I've heard Javi Baez won six year, two hundred million dollars. I mean, that's just insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of comical um, when you think about that. Um, uh, by the way, if they do, the de- I do want to say one yeah, thing. If this Tigers Baez thing does get done, though, I'll say the Yankees. The Yankees. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I I think the Mets. I mean, I'm not going to spoil my bias pick. Um, but I think we're in kind of agreement on where we are. I'm going to also pick the Detroit Tigers. I just think that AJ Hinch connection, I mean, it seems yeah. like they have a really yeah. strong bond. I think they're, they want to compete. They want to get a big guy. And I think it's just the perfect fit. And yeah. I think in the end, they're just going to be able to, even if they say, yeah, we don't want to go over 300 million, you know, that's just negotiating tactics at the end of the day, if their hand is sports, I think they're going to land them. I think it's a good fit. Um, I just don't see the Yankees paying up for that from the reports I've seen. I mean, they look like they want to go after a guy like Anthony Rizzo. They've been very quiet, though. The New York Yankees, I mean, that's a wild card exit. They need to improve as well. So I'm a little surprised we haven't heard a little more Yankees. Uh, but that always kind of means something's brewing for them, it seems like. But I'm going to go Carlos Correa to the Tigers. I feel like that's kind of the safe pick. Yeah. All right. right. Next on the list, Corey well, Seager. You know that means he's definitely not going to Detroit, right? Oh, yeah, he'll be on the Yankees or, like, he'll go to, like, the Braves or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Corey Seager, what are we thinking? I'll, I'll, I'll let you take this one first, Griffin. I'll, tell, I'll, I'll let you take this one first, I think. Uh, I think this I need- one's tough. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the New York Yankees on this one. Um, I think they're going to go and land one of these guys. I think the shortstop market. I think there's too many of these guys for these guys all to get $300 million. I mean, I think we're going to see these kind of guys get screwed, to be honest. I think Corey Seager, his price, he's a great player. I think the Dodgers have got to be up there as well 
with Corey Seager in terms of who's competing for him. But I'm going to go with the Yankees. I think they want to land one of these shortstops. I think Seager's a good fit, another lefty bat for that lineup with obviously the short porch there. Um, and I just think with all these shortstops, I think Correa will be the highest paid. But these other guys, I mean, Trevor Story, Javi Baez, and Marcus Simeon's a you know second shortstop, whatever you want to call him. These guys aren't going to all get paid. So I think Corey Seager, his price, he's an elite player, but I think the Yankees will be able to get him at a price they're comfortable with. So I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. You know, a name that hasn't been uh, tossed around in a while. And then, oh, God, I'm between two teams here, Griffin, and I have been the whole time. And I really don't want to pick the same thing as you, but I'm so confident he's going to go there. So I'm going to say the New York Yankees as well. Another team, I, I think the Texas Rangers maybe. Yeah. I think Texas Rangers team. definitely have a shot at signing him. I think, I don't know. But I'll, I'll say the Yankees too. I'm like 99% sure he's going to go there. Yeah. Seems like a good fit. Uh, next name on the list, Chris Bryant. One of the more interesting free agents, obviously, is Scott Boris, the client. So Overfilly. I don't expect him to sign. The... <laughs> is that is that what you're going with, Chris Bryant? Philly. Philly? Yeah, Chris Bryant is a, Chris Bryant's a Philly. I mean, I think it's it's clear. <laughs> no no bias involved at all. <sighs> oh, this one's tough for me. Um, I think the deal's going to be interesting. I think. I mean, he kind of has shown signs of regressing in that second half of the Giants. He really wasn't too good for them. Um, I don't think the Giants will keep him. I mean, if I'm going around the league thinking about what teams really could use this guy that are trying to make a move, um, you know what? Huh, this one's a tough one. This one is a tough one, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if there's a perfect fit for this guy. I... Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go. Do I go that? No, I don't think that. Screw it. I'm going to go the Boston Red Sox is who I'm going to go with. Chris Bryant. I think it's a good fit. He can play a lot of positions. Um, They have the DH, obviously. So you can move guys around. I think he'd fit in pretty well for that team. I think they want to go out and make a splash. I don't know. I just kind of have a weird feeling he can replace Schwarber in that lineup. I'm going to go with Chris Bryant to the Red Sox. All right, the next name on the list, Max Scherzer. Uh, we've heard a lot of chatter about him you know, entering his age 37 season. Um, really does not seem like he wants to go to the Mets. We've seen a lot of – I've heard a lot of Mets really want him, but he just hates the Mets. Um, I hate him, but I guess I can grow to love him. Uh, what is your thoughts on uh, Max Scherzer? I think he'll reside there in Los Angeles. Uh, I think – Probably is that Trevor Bauer money free yet, or when is that like scheduled? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, is it going to be so. freed up? Or I mean, obviously that plays a factor, but it seems like it really seems like he wants to go back there. It didn't even seem like that during the like as soon as he got there. I mean, there were reports that he really wanted to stay. So yeah, I think he really likes in Los Angeles, and I think he wants to win another World Series. And I guess smartly he's going to deem Los Angeles as the place where he has the best chance to do so. Uh, yeah, I'll say he's going to re- resign Los Angeles. Oh, this is another one where it's kind of weird. Um, I'm not going to pick the Dodgers because I think I'm going to have the Dodgers paying money to another starter. I think this comes down to a case of who wants to pay, who wants to win right now. God, this one's tough too. Um, hmm. (laughs) The Dodgers are a very good fit. Um, 
ah, who could I see signing this team? I just don't see like the pod. Do the Padres go and get him? I don't think so. Um, could just could just take the easy way out and say he's going to resign. I could, but I, uh, I just don't feel like you know. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I I, I, <laughs> I think it's just I just can't see another team right now. Yeah. If he doesn't want to accept the deal from like the New York Mets, because I think the Mets would be the team that will probably give him maybe the highest deal. I think from what I've seen, the reports from the Mets beat reporters. Um, I mean, it seems like Steve Cohen loves him. He, I, I, I really feel that the New York Mets would probably give him the highest AAV, but I just think he really prefers the West Coast. I think the Dodgers give him a good yeah. chance to win. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I, I just can't see. Like, I'm going through those other West Coast teams. I don't think Giants are going to overpay. The Padres really aren't in the spot to give him $40 million or something crazy. Dodgers, uh, it just seems like are the likely fit. All right, next team on the list, Trevor Story. This one's a bit interesting. Um, honestly, not sure. So what are you thinking with this one? Not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think let's – I have uh, a team if you want me to, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll, uh, think I'll let you go first. I'm going to go with your Philadelphia Phillies. I think this is going to be the Phillies' bigger move of the offseason. I think they need a shortstop desperately, which is why I think they're kind of a better fit than Chris Bryant, or he's a better fit than Chris Bryant. Um, you know, not a bad defender at all. I think in the middle of that infield kind of gives them their guy. I think he'll be in the better price range for them, too. He's not going to be demanding as much money as a Seager or a Correa. So I just think Trevor Story is a really good fit for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm going to go with T. Story. To your Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I mean, there was a report about him coming here earlier today, too. Um, I'm not Larry said that we were gonna get Chris Bryant, but ah, Jesus Christ. I think he's gonna come to Philly. And I didn't even I do, but I don't think the ownership is not uh the ownership is not not good enough to shell out money on both of those players. So if you want to change Brian, I'll let you, but yeah, let me come back to Brian at the end and I'll say story is going to go to the Phillies for now. Okay. I just think story in the Phillies is just, I, cause I think with Brian, it's like they have Alec Bohm who's, you know, eh, but like, I just feel like they need a shortstop, you know, <laughs> All right, the next name on the list, uh, Marcus Simeon. Kind of an interesting name. Um, had a fantastic year, MVP caliber season. Um, really interested to see where he goes in his age 31 season. Honestly, if Javi Baez doesn't work out, I'd love him for the Mets. But uh, what do you think about this one? This is, this is hard to do off the top of your head, man, isn't it? I know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God. I would say Seattle's a great fit, but they just traded for Adam Frazier. So I yeah, think that's kind of takes well, literally, a Yeah, they did literally like three hours ago, right? Yep. Oh my God. This is like breaking my brain. I can go first on this one. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. I just think, I just can't really see him leaving. It just worked out so well there. And I think the Blue Jays really want to keep him. I think them, him and Robbie Ray, I think. I think Simeon, they'll be able to re-sign. I, I just don't think the market for second base is that. I think it's a tough market. You know, I don't think people are willing to shell out all this money when there's a, a ton of premier shortstops on there. Simeon is 31, so he's kind of the older one. 
So I think that kind of love that the Blue Jays have for him, I just think it's going to result in them paying up the most money. So I'm going to go Toronto with Marcus Simeon. Um, I just think it makes the most sense. I'll go with the New York Yankees here, actually. So they go for Simeon and Seager. I think, I mean, didn't they, how much money did they commit to sign to, how much money did they commit this? I mean, what did Steinbrenner say for this offseason? Did he like address, did he give like a I don't know if he said like a, I mean, I I saw that they don't, I don't think they'll uh, shell out $300 million for a shortstop, but um, I don't know. I I think Simeon and the Yankees is like a really good fit though, don't you think? But yeah. And they do with DJ LeMayhew, so. It, they, they do, but they could trade some guys. They do, and there's also been um, – who was talking about it on MLB Network earlier? They were talking about Simeon the Yankees, Simeon's re- representatives in the Yankees. I think it's a, I think it could work. I don't think that's a bad take. I'll go – I'll go. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with him in the Yankees. I'll, I'll, I'll go with him in the Yankees. Okay. Next name on the list, Robbie Ray, the AL Cy Young winner. Obviously, very good season. Uh, what age season is he current? Age 30. So, uh, I mean, very good year, 2.84 ERA, a lot of strikeouts. What are your thoughts on Robbie Ray? <laughs> God, I just hate fucking saying the Yankees. It's just like I always want to say the Yankees, and it's like because they're such a cop-out. Um, <laughs> how about the Los Angeles Angels? I'll, I'll go with here. Um, I think God, that how long have they needed starting starting pitching for? A while, and they've My got life. No, no matter the, their deficiencies on other areas of the field, you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You got to go for it now. It's just how it is, uh, especially since we know th- they're going to take this into account. Trout Trout's injury history might catch up with them. I think they got to go all in now, and I think they might shell out a lot of money on starting pitching this offseason. Mm-hmm starting with Robbie Ray. So, yeah, I'll go with the Angels here. I'm going to go with the Angels, too. I just think that's a perfect fit. I think starting pitching is just what they need. That lineup is kind of set, honestly. You've got David Fletcher. You've got Mike Trout. You've got Otani. You've got Anthony Rendon, who, you know, bad year. But, yeah, yeah. but I think Robbie Ray is the the perfect fit I uh, for that rotation. You know, I think he's going to get a lot of money, potentially. I think, you know, the Blue Jays obviously want him, but I just don't see them retaining him and, and Simeon and they just extended Barrios. So I feel like already Hinge and Ryu's there. I mean, that's just so much money in that starting rotation. So I'm going to go with the Angels. I think agree. I think it's a good fit in this team. I think they want to win. I think they want to go for it. So I think they're not going to hesitate to shell out, especially with Syndergaard on a one-year deal. I mean, that's essentially 20 million. If you go, let's say they blow past the tax this year, you know, 20 mil comes off next year. So I like it. They'll go for it. I'm going to go with the Angels. I agree with you on this one. All right. Next one, Javi Baez. I'm going to go first. I think he'll be retained by the New York Mets. I just think it's kind of – it just seems like a good fit. Steve Cohen really, really liked him from the reports that have come out. Um, And it seems like the Mets may get that chance to match that last offer. So I think that 6-200, if he gets that somewhere, good riddance. I do not think that is – if the New York Mets pay that kind of money for him, I will be very frustrated. But I think he's going to come down. I think he reportedly wants to sign for the uh, collective – CBA or whatever the lockout, whatever this crap is called. So I think he'll end up with the Mets. I just think it's the the fit to be. I think, you know, he'll play next to Lindor. And I think that infield for the Mets, at that point, if they retain buys, that lineup is set for the season ready to go. Uh, I'll go with the Detroit Tigers here. Uh, 
So they go Correa and Baez. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, okay. I think they're going to spend a ton of money this offseason. Okay. I mean, don't you think they would be the team to give him that 6,200, though? I mean, yes, but then I feel like – I think they'll go for one. I feel like going for both would be a little crazy, but it, they they have said they want to spend. So they did. that that's young not, rotation that's what I'm, I'm trying to take into account because you always have these teams that just go crazy, like the Met, like – I don't know. I'm trying to account just for like unpredictability here because MLB off seasons are not not predictable, especially one like this. Yeah, I'll go with the Tigers. I'm going to go back like through all this just to, when when we go in the end, just to finalize everything. I'll go with the Tigers. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to change some things up because, yeah. Okay. Uh, this next one, uh, should be pretty easy. It's pretty, I do, I do want to interrupt for a second. I do want to interrupt for a second just yes. to say that Auburn is beating Alabama in the middle of the second quarter. What's the score? Seven nothing. Okay. So it's, it's still, still it's the middle of the second quarter, though. So that offense is struggling. Bryce Young, five for 14. Well, we saw Ohio State on defense really get beat up today by Michigan. Yes. That was a uh, tough loss for them. Just, you know, CJ Stroud. And that offense was great. It's just that defense just couldn't get anything done at all. Couldn't stop the run. Uh, This next one, very easy for me. Freddie Freeman, he'll be a brave for life. I have no hesitation with that. I don't even know. I mean, maybe he's talking to other teams, but like, come on now. He'll be, he'll be with the Braves for life. They'll match whatever they have to, to retain him. I mean, that fan base would go livid if they lost him. So Freddie uh, back to the Braves. I think that's pretty easy. Yeah. Just unfortunate, man. Just unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah, All right, this next name, uh, I've seen reports that they expect to, he expects to sign potentially tonight or tomorrow, Kevin Gosman for the Mets, the Mariners. I'm going to go with the New York Mets. I just think from what I've seen, their push for him really seems to be strong. It seems like they're really interested. He does seem to prefer the West Coast, so I think that puts the Mets at a slight disadvantage, but I think the Mets will end up getting it done. I think he's a guy they need for that rotation, and I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully he'll pitch. He had a really good year, two-point something here, Ray, I believe. Uh, 2.81. I mean, very fantastic season for Kevin Gosman. Yeah, I mean, I think he did fall off a ton in the second half, though. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Toronto Blue Jays here. Uh, whoa, that came out of nowhere. I know, I know, but they were talking to him a couple days ago. Did you see that? Okay, I they did not see that. They, I'll, I'll send you. Uh, um, and I think they're gonna get him to replace uh, Big RR. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just go unpredictable here. But, of okay. course, the Mets will get him. That's also me being <laughs> anti-Mets, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The next name, this one, he's been in the news a little bit recently. Marcus Stroman last night tweeted out that it seems like the Mets front – he wants to be, you know, come back to the Mets, but it seems like the Mets front office prefers other guys. Um Marcus Stroman, I, I don't really know where he's going to end up. What do you think with this? I know it won't be the Yankees. That's a, He hates the New York Yankees. He's tweeted that many times. So it's not going to be the Yankees. So out of the other 29 teams, what do you think for Marcus Stroman? I think I could see San Francisco. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I think Seattle also could be a good fit. I'll, I'll go to Seattle. I'll go to Seattle. I think that's an interesting one. I think Stroman's an interesting one. I think it's too much money. If the, if I already have him going to Gosman and the Mets, I just can't see the Mets devoting that much money. <sighs> I think Stroman's going to go where the money is, to be honest. I think he's like that. I think he's a money guy. 
Good for him. And get all, all the power to him. All power to him. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's uh, as championship-driven as some of these other players, to be honest. I'm going to go with the team that I think will give him yeah. – all right, I'm going to go – I'm going to go I'm going to go for the Texas Rangers here. I think they're going to go out and give Marcus Stroman some money. Um, you know, that rotation is really not good, so I think it at least, at least gives them someone to look at for the future. I think Stroman's market's going to be kind of weird, so I think the Rangers I think they want a position player, but I think they end up going out and getting Marcus Stroman. I don't know. I think it's a weird pick. I think they want to spend some money, so I got to give them someone. But I think the Mariners are uh, definitely a, a team to watch for that for sure. Yeah. All right, we got five left. Uh, Nick Castellanos is the next name on the list. Very interesting power right fielder. And I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with the Miami Marlins. That's the team I've seen linked to him the most. It seemed like there's a lot of interest. And I feel like his market's very weird. Uh, kind of a guy who's always been good. I don't actually – he is uh, 30 years old. So it's going to be interesting to see. I've heard Miami uh, linked to him a lot. I really don't know where he'll end up. But uh, I'm going to go with the Marlins. That's just what I've seen the most. And, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with the Marlins as well. He's from Florida, isn't he? I believe so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he is from Florida. So, yeah, uh, there's, he's been linked a ton uh, with the Marlins. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Marlins as well here. Next name on the list, Carlos Rodon, the lefty. Obviously, a guy who really had a stellar season, just had some injury problems. Uh, but I believe he pitched like a 2.2 ERA when healthy yeah. or something crazy. Um, yeah, 2.37. Um, but just had some shoulder fatigue, arm soreness late in the year, which is not what you want to see. I'm going to start on this one. I haven't given them any pitching, and I know they want a pitcher. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners on this one. Um, I just feel like it could be a, a good piece for them um, and kind of seems like he's not going to get necessarily as much as some of the other guys. Um, from what I've heard on Gosman, they might be less in the price than the Mets. So I feel like Rodon could be that nice bounce back piece if they don't land Gosman or Stroman or a guy like that. So I'm going to go with the Mariners for him. God, I really don't know. I really don't know. Honestly, Philadelphia is a team. I, I know, like I know. I was going to say the Phillies, but I already have them shelling out a ton of money, and I know they're not going to do it. And I know they're <laughs> not going to do it because it's the Phillies. You got to give me a second. I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs. Oh, that's a good day. I'm going to go with the Chicago Oh, Cubs. yeah. I'm actually going to change my Marcus Stroman pick to the Chicago Cubs. That's uh, okay. what I'm going to do. I'll go. I'll go. I've seen that link. Yeah, I've seen that linked a lot with Stroman actually, and that's just a team I forgot once to kind of add a piece to the rotation. So I'm going to change Stroman. He'll be on my Cubs. I'll, I'm, I'm sticking with throw down to the Cubs. Next piece, Clayton Kershaw. Really can't see him not being a Dodger, but. Kind of a weird free agency if they do already go out and get Scherzer. I mean, that's a lot of money for that rotation. They, I don't know if they have Walker Bueller locked up yet. I don't know. I, they must at this point, I feel like, though. Uh, uh, Clayton Kirsch, what do you think? I, I think he's going to stay. I think um, Andrew Freeman said he wanted him back, didn't he? Um, and I, I know Jim say that stuff all the time. I, I just can't picture him anywhere but Los Angeles, and I think – it's a similar thing. I think the fans love him too much to, uh, to ever. I, I, I think ownership in the front office will never let him go anywhere else. And as we've seen in the past, I don't think money is their biggest concern, to be honest with you. So, yeah. I'm going to go bold with this one. I just took a picture away from them. I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. 
Um, he lives yeah. extremely close yeah. to that area. So I he think does. that's kind of a desirable oh, location a for him to be. I think the Do- I mean, I just think, I think the Do- if the Dodgers re-up Scherzer, I just think that's way too much money to that starting rotation. They've got a bunch of good guys already. They've got some young guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't see him leaving, but I just feel like from what I've heard, I, it just doesn't seem like it may, I feel like there's a chance he leaves. So I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. I think that's a good pick. So yeah, I'm going to go with them. The next name on the list, Michael Conforto. Uh, we got two more names. Conforto, obviously very bad year. Not sure what kind of contract he's going to end up getting. Scott Boris client. So probably going to take a while with him, to be honest. Uh, his Mets days are confidently, I can say now over uh, with the signings of Martin Cano. So what do you see for uh, Michael Conforto? There are a lot of Phillies fans that uh, were, were interested in him. I don't want him at all. Uh, I think that's just because he's kind of a Phillies killer and he's not sort of a reputation. Phillies. I don't know. What do you think, Griff? What do you think? This one's a bit tough. Um, I mean, thinking of teams that look like they might want to spend – I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm going to go – that doesn't – I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers for Michael Conforto. I believe Avisayo Garcia is a free agent, so it opens up a spot in the outfield. I believe that's where he's been playing. If I'm not, that's wrong. I don't know. I feel like the Brewers maybe will buy low on him. Uh, they just lost Eduardo Escobar to the Mets, obviously, so they need a little lineup insurance, a little lefty bat in there. I don't know. It's either that yeah, or the, the Rangers. I'll go, I'll go with the Brewers, too. I'll go with the Brewers, too. I feel like the Brewers always kind of make one pretty good signing yeah. for a decent bit each offseason. So, yeah. I could see that being them. And then last player on the list that we have, there's some guys we're, we're missing, but we can't get to everyone, obviously. Kyle Schwarber. Um, I really have no idea where he's going to end up. I feel like it's going to be a rogue AL team, though. What are you thinking with Schwarber? He'd be such a good – I'm going to say this about some of the players. So he would be such a good fit in Philly. I think he could just club 50 dingers a season over that short right field wall, but he won't ever come here. He'll go somewhere in the AL, but I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Uh I'll say he goes back to Boston, which I think is kind of a bold prediction, but I, I think he's going to go back to Boston. I think I think he probably enjoyed his role there. I think he was pretty successful in it, so I'll say back to Boston for Schwarber. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, it's a weird one, but Wanda Franco's contract, they obviously just signed that, but the first few years are very small in money, so they're not really constrained right away. I think the Rays, Schwarber's just that power bat that I could just see them putting in their lineup and just yeah. having him carry out that middle of the order. Kind of a bold prediction. I don't know, but I'm going to go with it. Tampa Bay, I just feel like it's a weirdly good fit for Schwarber. So, yeah. And uh, you have to still predict Chris Bryant, obviously. You said you'd come back to that. So what are you thinking with Chris Bryant? <sighs> Got to give me like <laughs> – Gotta give me like two minutes here. <laughs> Let me think. Did you say the Red Sox? I did say the Red Sox. All right. I, I'm <laughs> gonna go with the Red Sox too here because I was between the Phillies and the Red Sox in my initial decision. And uh so I'll you put, think the Red Sox Red Sox get Bryant and Schwarber. Oh, that's that's right. I did just say that, didn't I? 
God damn it. God damn it. This is tough. Just go with the Phillies. Just go with the Phillies. All right, I'll go with the Phillies. I'll go with the Phillies. Phillies, Phillies spent a big offseason. They need a left fielder, to be honest, I think, right? They yeah, do. they need a left fielder. They need a center. They need a center fielder, too. Yeah. So Bryant works for them. I don't think that's a terrible thing. All right. So just to recap, and then we're going to move on to the NFL. We both have Carlos Correa going to the Tigers. We both have Corey Seager going to the Yankees. Chris Bryant, you have to the Phillies. I have to the Red Sox. Max Scherzer, both have to the Dodgers. Trevor Story, we both have to the Phillies. Marcus Simeon, you have to the Yankees. I have the Blue Jays. Robbie Ray, each the Angels. You have Bias the Tigers. I have him to the Mets. Freddie Freeman of the Braves for both of us. Gosman of the Blue Jays for you. Mets for me. Stroman of the Mariners for you. Cubs for me. We both have Castellanos to Miami. You have Verdun to the Cubs. I have Verdun to the Mariners. We both have, or you have Kershaw Dodgers. I have Kershaw Rangers. Both Conforto Red Brewers and both Schwarber. Or no, you have Schwarber Red Sox. I have Schwarber Rays. So that's 16 names right there. I'm sure once this lockout uh, occurs, uh, we'll kind of go through some more, maybe really try and get like 30 or so names closer to that for our predictions in total. But uh, I believe that's 16 or so. So we'll see who ends up doing better this offseason. And uh, I assume on next week's episode, we're going to have a lot to talk about. It really seems like we're going to see a lot of free agents sign in this next week or so. So I'd expect next week uh, to see a lot of MLB discussion on some of these players. But moving on, we're going to talk about the NFL. That's what we do the most here. And, uh, I mean, good week of Thanksgiving football. Uh, the outrageous – I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, Rob, they're right in it all of a sudden. We were talking – I mean, we've got a lot to talk about because, obviously, you missed last week's episode. So, we've got – Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. We, about. we had a little bit of a uh, – just a mis- miscommunication, I guess. Yes, I think – was last week the power outage or was that a – I forget what it was. But regardless <laughs> – Rob's back this week, and uh, we do have some stuff we need to talk about, though. And I think the uh, the first thing that we have to touch on is the Colts and the Bills. And my God, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this guy is just an utter superstar. <laughs> there was yeah. a point in the season where Eagles were looking like they were going to have ten, top, three top ten first-round picks, and all of a sudden it's like they've got, like, nothing there. It's, like, so weird. They still got, like, a top eight pick. Miami will give them that, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, this team is just rolling. This O-line is just playing so good. They really look like a playoff team, Rob, and they just mishandled the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it was just utter domination. Yeah, the Bills suck. God damn it, the Bills suck. No, no, <laughs> that's not my – that's my very nuanced analysis. No, Josh Allen, Josh Allen regression season ha- has arrived. It really has. He has not looked like the same player this year at all. And a lot of people called it maybe myself included, but uh, no, I think the Bills, it's pretty crazy how like a month ago people were like the Bills are the unquestioned favorites in the AFC and now they're like clinging on to that seventh playoff spot. I don't know. Um, yeah, the Colts are a good team, man. Uh, and we know they're coming for those. The Titans are banged up. A.J. Brown going to injured reserve today. This could be the Colts division, although that loss to the Titans from what was it, like three or four weeks ago is really a killer. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the bug, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he, he's he's a stud. Uh, he, he's a stud. I mean, you can't even say anything else about the guy. Uh, that that one touchdown run it was for forty or fifty yards is unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think the Colts Colts are a solid team. Would I pick them to do anything in the playoffs? Probably not. But I think this game says a lot more about the Bills than it does with the Colts. I mean, they got blown out in their own 
on their own turf. Josh Allen, two interceptions, and he just – he hasn't been good enough. Uh, he hasn't been good enough. And that defense also has been a massive letdown. Um, with Tredavious White now out for the year, I mean, they won against the Saints, but the Saints are the Saints this year. Uh, but Tredavious White out for the year last night, they, they can be in some serious trouble. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Buffalo Bills are – they're just all right at this point. The New England Patriots, who mid Jones, I mean, I was completely wrong on that. He is really <laughs> excellent. The Patriots look fantastic, but yeah, there's some uh, really real, real warrant for concern in Buffalo right now. Um, like you said, Trey White. I mean, that's a huge injury. That's their backbone of that defense. That's their best player. Um, so that's huge. But with the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, I'm going to give them a little more credit than than you do. I think I know you still have that Carson Wentz kind of hatred and, and whatnot. But I mean, with Jonathan Taylor and that O line, I think anything's possible. I think they can beat any team. I mean, I, I, it just doesn't seem like. And we're going to really see this week against Tampa Bay what the deal is. If Jonathan, I mean, yeah. if they dominate Tampa Bay, all then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this team can beat anyone in the league because this rushing attack. I mean, and then you have the change of pace back with Naheem Hines. I mean, it's just. It's just a tough team to beat. They've got good weapons at the wideouts, very good tight ends, underrated tight ends for Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox. I think this Colts team, to be honest, is for real. I think they are maybe not a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're a threat with that run attack. And I mean, you've got Darius Leonard. He's one of the best players in football at the moment. He's a stud. I know you're shaking your head. Um, I don't know. I, I really believe in this no, listen, rushing attack. I, I, I think I Carson think- I'm not even disagreeing with anything you said. I think that offensive line is legit. I think that rushing attack is super legit. But I can't see them him them competing when their quarterback is Carson Wentz and the other guys. He's quarterback. played good this year, he's, though. He's he has played, been very he's good. Played, he has played like like Alex Smith in his later years. That's a, I'll, I'll give him that. Alex Smith in his later years. Uh, game manager o'clock. And listen, I'm not claiming Jalen Hurts has been anything more. Uh, okay, Jalen Hurts. There's no, no, listen, to say listen, he's listen, the future. Listen, okay. I guess we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, listen, I'm not going to bet on a team whose quarterbacks are Carson Wentz versus Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and yes, even still Josh Allen. So, and, and Justin, not to mention Justin Herbert. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Colts are legit. Yeah, I think the Bills might. Bills not winning the AFC East beginning of the year. If you had told me that that was a possibility I would not have taken you seriously. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, just going through, obviously, Titans, they're just so banged up. And I think they were just kind of a fraudulent team to begin with. Yeah. Um, we don't really – I mean, we'll uh, – I mean, we got what – I think there's really only, like, one of these games that we really have to discuss more. Maybe the Chiefs game too, but the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, the New Orleans Saints suck. Um, that's kind of definitive at this point. They're just so banged up. No Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara's out. The defense is aging. Jalen Hurts, I mean, what are your thoughts on this guy as an Eagles fan? I mean, the Eagles right now, they've got a shot at the playoffs. Um, I think it's all Dak Prescott. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. They've got the easiest schedule in the NFL remaining. Griffin, do you know who they play their next three games? I, I know they've got, like, the football team, the Giants, the Jets. Yeah, they got the Giants, the Jets, and the football team at home. So, uh, I don't know. This could be an 8-6 and six football team in three weeks. Uh, I think this weekend is the real test for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, going to play against the Giants in the Midlands. They're really banged up as well. Listen, I'm not ready to hand Jalen Hurts the reins yet because I think he has a long, long way to go to a passer. But he's a really – he's a great leader, and he is an unbelievable runner. Uh, And the Philadelphia Eagles rushing attack 
there's really only one rushing attack in the entire league that even rivals the Colts' rushing attack, and it's the and it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and the healthy Cleveland Browns, I have to put in there. Yeah, but uh, they, they really haven't been healthy. Yeah, but it, no, when, no, no. when Sheldon Kareem are in there. No, no, yeah, yeah. But, the, the, I mean, this Philadelphia Eagles offense has had 200 yards rushing in four straight games. Uh, yes which is an unbelievable stat. Um, Devontae Smith is really starting to emerge. But, yeah, the New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints are cooked. Um, Trevor Simeon. If I, was the <laughs> I don't even think I, it's worth our time to discuss the Saints. Yeah, uh, there's like, just, I, I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I don't understand it. You're 5-2. and two, You're going into the bye. You could have a quarterback get prepared over the bye. And instead, you could sign like a Cam Newton or even try to coax Phillip Rivers out of retirement, which is – which had been mentioned multiple times by a lot of people uh, that he would be willing to come out uh, of retirement. Uh, and they decided to roll with Trevor Simeon on a five and two team. And when they were healthy, I mean, this is a really good team. I mean, this defense has fallen apart the last couple of weeks, but yeah, you'd have to imagine that's because of the, the sort of lack of offense and they're on the field so often. Um, I, I just don't understand it from the new Orleans saints. This is a team you have to remember they beaten the bucks by like, yeah, a lot. And they just, they like decided to fold on their season. I still, I really don't understand it. Uh, I don't know what the Eagles are at this stage. They're much better than everybody thought they were going to be. That's for sure. I mean, people were saying this is the team that was going to have one or two wins this year and would be competing for the number one pick. I don't see them finishing the year with any less, anything less than nine wins. Uh, Nick Sirianni will get another year. My guess is Jalen Hurts is going to get another year unless Rodgers or Russell Wilson becomes available. As we know, Howie Roseman is infatuated with Russell Wilson. Uh, so that, that could be something that becomes available. But Philadelphia Eagles, I'm happy they're doing well. I think there's a crazy scenario that could happen, Griffin, uh, which is that if the Cowboys lose one more game and they play the Cardinals and the Eagles beat the Giants, uh, the Giants twice, the football team twice, and the Jets up until their Cowboys game, that means – it's a lot of ifs, of course, but that would be mean that uh, Week 18 would be the NFC East Championship game. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Was just on Twitter checking. No news for the MLB at this point. You got to be checking. Oh, I just closed that. That's. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> let me pull that back up. I apologize. Close that on my computer. Um, but yeah, I mean the Eagles have really taken me by storm. I mean, I've been very surprised at how they've done. Um, I think you're giving Jalen Hurts a little less credit than he deserves. I think Jalen Hurts has done a fantastic job this year with what he's given. I mean, those weapons outside of, I mean, look, well, first of all, they give Dallas Goddard way too much money. I mean, Dallas Goddard's agent just pulled a high stop. I mean, almost 50 I million. I agree for what it's worth. I agree for what it's worth. I agree. Yeah, like that was bad. Dallas, I don't know yeah, Dallas Goddard's a fine – listen, listen, Dallas Goddard's a fine player, but really that much money, I'm not so sure about all that. Yeah. I think anyone would agree with that. I'm not saying that, like, you're disagreeing on any of that, but I think Jalen Hurts with what he's had, I mean, really outside of Devonta Smith and, yeah, Dallas Goddard. I mean, look at these weapons that he's thrown to. I mean, it's just like, who are these people at this point? I mean, Jalen Rager, just a total boss. He's a white side. It's just that's embarrassing. Great. Quez Watkins, I mean, that sounds like a guy they picked up off, like, the – community football team at like the local YMCA. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. The weapons and he's done really well with what they've had. And, you know, that defense is, he showed up, you know, we've seen uh, what's his name, Darius Slay, another interception. He's played great this year. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Eagles. 
I think this is, you know, with their schedule, this is a team that should probably squeak into the playoffs. Uh, will they do anything in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Like, they're probably going to get killed first round. No offense. I think you would probably even – I mean, it depends on the matchup, I guess. But um, no, no, they're going to get bounced in the first round. But I think that's a pretty good result for what everybody, you know, was expecting. Yeah, oh, I mean, in a year that you're supposedly rebuilding, it's absolutely a fantastic result. Now, the thing remains – luckily, they do have the three first, so it's not as bad. But, yeah, you know – losing the value of the first round pick in a year where it is a very heavy positional player draft. Very, I mean, we've seen Aiden Hutchinson and, you know, he played fantastic today. I mean, him and, you know, Tibbo or I probably bought out apologies <laughs> of uh, Oregon. I mean, those, whoever gets one of those two players, those are dynamic edge rushers and any team would be lucky to have them. So, I mean, I think the New York Jets should be in on one of those guys. Absolutely. Even though, you know, D line or, I mean, I think they need an edge rusher to be honest. Their edge is not as good. Any team can use an edge rusher. Yeah, I mean, especially one of those caliber. I mean, we've seen the Lions. Lions will pick one for sure. I mean, this quarterback draft is so yeah. bad. This is for God I the mean, Lions. I don't even know the Lions are bad, Griffin. Oh my God, the Lions are bad. <laughs> All right, so that, I think we'll, we'll we'll jump to Thanksgiving with that. Uh, no other games really from here that we. I mean, we'll talk about the Chiefs and our. Right, the Chiefs. I mean, they're back, but you know, down week on all. Oh, oh, was, oh, I oh. thought that was going to be the game of the year, and uh, all of a sudden. Not so much. Very Listen, low scoring. But. Griffin, you were clowning. You know, you jumped you the were shit. Clowning. You jumped off the shit. You, but you jumped off the shit. I did because I was prediction. afraid of being clowned by you. But, <laughs> I, but I was, I shouldn't, I should have had faith in Patrick Mahomes. I should have. I really should have. Yeah. Um, all right. Bears, Lions. I mean, as funny as it is to discuss this, I didn't even think we need to touch on the Bears. This was just one of those games. But the Detroit Lions, I mean, what has to happen for the Detroit Lions to get back to where they need to? I mean, to get back to a spot where they're at least <laughs> winning football games. Uh, wh- I mean, what is this? What can they do? I'm here, I'll, let me rephrase the question. What do you think they need to do next offseason? Obviously, you're really not – with Jared Goff there and that's all, you're, you're really probably not going to take a quarterback first overall. You probably look for one in the second, third round with this quarterback draft class. I mean, who do you – what do you do in this offseason, really, if you're the Lions? What do you think are the steps this team's got to take in order to, uh, you know, inch closer to maybe winning two games next season? They're just <laughs> – I mean, how terrible is – I mean, was this the worst football game you've ever seen? <laughs> I think so. it was one of them, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I know Dan Campbell's a really likable guy, and I know it might be a little unfair to touch him. He's got to go, man. He's got to go. This is <laughs> this is one of the worst coach teams I, I've ever seen, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, just not good all around. Just really not good all around from the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Get rid of that Matt, Matt Nagy man. <laughs> this guy sucks. This guy sucks. He should have lost his job last year, and we're going to see an extremely talented young quarterback struggle because Chicago Bears ownership refuses to fire this guy. Uh, and I don't understand it. And this is just, I, I said to my dad, when we were watching this game together, I said to him, has there ever been a game that got both coaches fired at the same time? I mean, this is incompetence on display. And Andy Dalton, the NFL should be embarrassed for airing Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff on Thanksgiving. And that's my main takeaway from this game. And what can the, di- the Lions do? to get back to winning football. I think they need to fold and restart at this point. I mean, this is – I feel bad for Detroit sports fan, fans ever since 2004. I mean, you've got the worst team in uh, the NBA, at least in the Eastern Conference. You've got a hockey team who's been terrible for a really long time now. 
I mean, you got a baseball team who, I mean, you can't even speak about them. This is terrible. I mean, this is absolutely awful for Detroit sports fans. Uh, and I just, I, I, I feel bad for you. And I sympathize, I, I, I sympathize with you. Yeah, uh, I agree. Dan Campbell. I mean, we've just seen the game management. It's just horrible at this point. I mean, he's got no idea what he's doing. And I think it was always, I mean, what was he last on the Saints? Like a, a coordinate, like some road position. It's like, it was very, and that's why bad organizations yeah. stay. That's why bad organizations stay bad though. Cause you're hiring, you're hiring. I don't even blame Dan, Dan Campbell because it's so clear that he's out of his depth. And he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, you just hired an assistant tight ends coach. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, it's like laughable how this guy even got an interview for a head coaching position with that role. Like, well, yeah, look- I mean, we just, I mean, the lines, I mean, I've laughed so many times watching lines. I mean, I think my maybe my favorite moment of the entire NFL season would be I was watching this, the Lions Steelers with my friends. And the kicker goes to kick the 40-yarder for the win. And I mean, I think that may have actually been the worst kick I have ever seen in NFL history. I mean, how was that guy on the field kicking field goals? I mean, that was – it never had the distance of even the crossbar no, no, and missed no. the direct – I mean, that was insane. No, I mean, no. Dan Campbell, I mean, this guy – this Lions team really could have like five wins with all these close games they're playing. But game management and Jared Goff at the quarterback is just the reason they're 0-10. I mean, this team could literally have five wins. They're, I mean, credit to these players. They are fighting hard. They're doing their best. But with I mean, Jared Goff at the quarterback like, position. They really had like three uncompetitive games this year. I think when they, they played like the Eagles, they got blown out. And then they've only they had like, the Browns like last week. They lost by three. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, let's let's look. Let's look right now. Look, they should have beaten the Ra- well. We know we, they should have beaten the Ravens. Week one, that was a blowout. So let's. Although they did have a shot to win it, they did have a shot they to did, win. But that was realistically a blowout. Raven blinds. They should have won this game. Absolute crazy resource rate. Yeah. Lions Bears. Yeah, they lost that one. Vikings Lions. Believe that was a game winner. Bengals blew them out. Rams, they were winning that game for a they while. Should have four wins. For a they should have like four wins. This is Eagles, insane. they absolutely should. The fact that they did not win that Steelers game is disgusting. That is like one of the worst <laughs> losses, non-wins of all time. One of the worst. You can't all right, we're talking, loss. We're talking way too much. Um, like Raiders, Cowboys, this is just so weird. Cowboys are so banged up, and that defense seems to be a little bit fraudulent. I mean, good performance by the Raiders. They showed out. Um, this game was terrible was an eyesore to watch it was just officiating yeah i mean really it's hard to talk about just because it was all officiating it seems like yeah i mean 14 penalties aside it was a it was a disgusting game to watch i mean i'm really happy the cowboys lost to be honest but because it opened a door for the rest of the division not even the eagles but washington as well uh yeah what a terrible game to watch and like I was talking to this uh, with some families over. I said, I don't understand why players will get benched or fined for poor performance or whatever for doing something that's bad. We, they need to start finding referees for calls that affect games that heavily, I think. So, yeah, there needs to be some sort of solution to refing in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I can't really touch. I mean, Dak played pretty well. This team, I mean, Zeke, it seems like he Dak needs to rest. Two, but- Dak had those two insane yeah. throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, Dak is – he's a superstar, but yeah. without Amari Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb, it's really hard to 
grade the Cowboys and really grill them for this loss, um, especially with all that officiating. So we're going to move on to our predictions for the week. Bill Saints, I mean, that's not even worth it. I shouldn't even have said that, that saying that was a waste of time. So let's move on. Steelers-Bengals, first game of the week. Such a weird game. I mean, both six, five, four, and one for the Steelers, six and four for the Bengals. It feels like both of these teams are fraudulent. Um, feels like every team is fraudulent in the AFC. It's so weird. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're coming off a bye. Oh, no, they're, they're not coming off a bye. They came off a bye last week. And they destroyed the Vegas Raiders, though. So they looked good last week. Um, Joe Burrow's played pretty well all season. That run attack, Joe Mixon's been pretty good. And the defense has showed up this year. The, you know, they had some nice acquisitions in the offseason. Defense has played solid. And uh, I just really think the Pittsburgh Steelers are bad. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how they've gotten this far to uh, – I think the Cincinnati Bengals like are bad, too, is the issue. Yeah. Like, I think – I mean, other- that offense is I, – I like their weapons. on. They have good weapons on that offense. That defense is questionable to me, though. That's fair. Very fair. They are playing Ben Roethlisberger, though. So, uh, I'll go with the Bengals, too. Home field advantage and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think they might have a better chance. I think putting you and Ben at quarterback would probably be the same the same chance of victory. I mean, the defense is really good. Bit. I think, like, this is a team. This is one of those teams that I think with an elite quarterback, this is a team that could be competing for the AFC. I really do. With that O line, I don't think so. That, that O line is really yeah. But bad. are you telling me, or if you're putting like an Aaron Rodgers on the Pittsburgh Steelers, that they're not competing for the conference? I don't. I, Griffin, that defense is very strong. That defense is very strong. It is. It is very good. I think they'd be a solid competitor. I think this is this might be a little bit of the Browns fan speaking in you. I hate uh, the Steelers. Yeah, I hate the Steelers. I think Aaron Rodgers. But this is a team with. I think. There have been some links about him to the Steelers in the offseason in past all seasons, but um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Bengals here. I think, yeah, they're at home, et cetera. Yeah, and then I'll leave this in the next game. I think I'm going to go with the Panthers here. I think the Panthers have found new life since I know they lost last weekend, but I think the Dolphins are terrible, uh, and I think they have found new life since Cam Newton was in that team. I mean, what a disaster the Sam Darnold trade was. I mean, we've talked about it before. Uh just 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 complete. A, a complete disaster. I, I mean, I don't even, I can't even think of another word. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. I'm very, I'm rooting very heavily against the Dolphins who have all of a sudden they're beating good football teams and playing good football. Uh, but I'll go with the Panthers here. This one I'm kind of torn on. I feel like it's kind of a 50, 50. Um, the Dolphins have played well recently. That, that defense has started to step up a little bit, but uh, I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I know they lost last week. But Cam has definitely uh, re-energized that team, that offense. And like you said, the Sam Darnold trade. I mean, we don't really give the Jets front office enough credit. I know they've missed on their some of their picks. But, um, I mean, some of these trades, the Jamal Adams trade and now the Sam Darnold trade, just absolute heists they've committed. I mean, those have been highway robberies at that point. So very, you know, props to them. And all of a sudden that Seattle pick looks fantastic for the New York Jets. I mean, that's looking yeah, like a top 10 pick at the moment. Um, top, top so all of a sudden the New- yeah, top five. I mean, the New York Jets may have two top five picks, which in this draft class with those position players, very valuable. That's that's really what they need because they've got their quarterback. It's just kind of – They've got their quarterback, people. Mike White. <laughs> Mike White at this point. Um, we'll see Zach Wilson return. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, Dolphins, I mean, it's Tua. He sucks. Um, I'll go in the next game. 
I'm going to go with the Philly Eagles. The Giants are just horrible. I know they fired Jason Garrett this week, but just a god-awful football team. Daniel Jones, I mean, if they don't move on from him in the offseason, something's wrong. I mean, this team needs a total rebuild, if I'm being honest, though. I just don't see one avenue in this team where you can say they're set up for the future at a young spot. Saquon Barkley is going to be due for an extension, and he's not been great. That wide receiver, I mean, that Kenny Galladay sign is probably the worst deal of the offseason. They can't pay him, can they? They can't pay him. No, they they just can't. This is why Um, – this is a case study. If I can pick up, pick it up from here. I mean, uh, we know Saquon is a great, outstanding, unbelievable, game-changing player when he's healthy. But running backs, man, it's really, really, really hard to rely on their longevity. Um, and that's why you really don't see running backs being picked that, that high anymore. A lot of the best running backs are usually picked in that, you know, 30s to 50 spot. Uh, and most teams are pretty comfortable with keeping it that way. Uh, because they, 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 they quarterback and line positions, it's, it's the name of the game. It's more important. Those individual players are more important um, and they're less injury prone. Um, and I think a lot of that, unfortunately, as weird as it sounds, a lot of their disasters sort of point back to that. I mean, some of the players they passed up on in that draft, uh, Griffin, uh, it, the names are pretty insane. Uh, but yeah, Daniel yeah. Jones, they also picked the third round QB at six. I think that's another big issue with the franchise. Um, they got to get rid of Dave Gettleman. This guy is not, this guy isn't serious. This guy, he's not a serious general manager. Uh, and Joe Judge, Joe Judge is just a disgusting football coach. He plays a dis- another one of those guys that it's just like, how did he end up? I mean, it's just like any Bill Belichick coach, it I mean, seems and, like they'll just hire. Does he not play one of the most disgusting brands of football you've ever seen in your entire life? I mean, it's funny how his teams are also like consistently super undisciplined, even though he's like this disciplined, disciplined, disciplined guy. Like, shut up, Joe. Judge. I can't stand the New York Giants. I, I don't know if you remember this because you're not, you know, you're not an Eagles or a Giants fan, but they were the Giants were really unhappy after the Eagles basically threw the game. Like, they were like, oh, we had a whole on a OTA clips. There was a whole, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a whole, we had a Eagles fan, a Giants fan, and the Washington football team fan all on. Really? It was chaos. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch it, but uh, yeah. Um, by the way, the Eagles don't end up end up with that Miami first rounder or Devontae Smith if they don't take that game. So I'd say it's a pretty good. It was a pretty good move for the future of the franchise. Uh, also, I'm not really like these Giants fans and the Giants players are like begging to get into the playoffs at six and ten. You won six games. You won six games, and I voice that like you won six goddamn games, and you're complaining. I don't get yeah. it. Um, I'm going. With I do Eagles. want to touch it. Yeah, going, I know you're going with the Eagles. Yeah, to buy, go ahead. You can buy 24. Keep going. Keep going. I mean, yeah. So what I was kind of saying before you took over was this. I mean, you look at the New York Giants and have dysfunctional. I mean, Kenny God, what are you doing giving Kenny God seventy million dollars? <laughs> and he's not even seeing the ball. Like, I mean, it's like you pick a first round. Kadarius Tony. I mean, look, he seems like maybe maybe the most really? injury prone player I mean, on that team. Yeah, but yeah, but. He's, he's been, you know, listen, yeah, yeah, I, I want, he's been explosive when healthy. Yes, but he's yes. never healthy. Except, he's never healthy. Except his quarterback is Daniel Jones. Yes. And as long as but, um, I mean, Daniel Jones, I'm not worried. The Kenny Galladay signing, horrible. Um, the defense, I mean, I don't even, Bradbury's been eh, this year, but like, I don't even look at a player on that defense and I'm like, that's a generational talent. Like, there's no one. Leonard Williams, I don't, I, I really can't say. But, like, from what I've seen, I, I expect that he's declined from – I haven't heard anything about him. 
I mean, they gave him the bag. I mean, it's just poor, poor decision-making. We're, we're spending a lot of time on this, but uh, Eagles for both of us and the New York football giants. I mean, just a horribly run franchise at that moment. I mean, I, I literally think they need to tear down every single player and just completely restart. I think that's only, there's no, there's no positions or groups on that team where you can say, yeah, that's a unit that we need to build. There's nothing. The D lines, eh. the O line sucks. The receivers, I mean, they're mediocre and that's where they've put a lot of money. I mean, it's crazy. They've been bad for so long too. It's crazy. Picking Andrew Thomas, who's a really good player. By no means am I am I saying he's not good, but he doesn't compare to like the Mac, the Mackay Becton who's been hurt. But he doesn't compare to like the Mackay Becton's or like the Tristan uh, Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Even Jedrick Wills is better. Those three, those three guys, are, I think, are generational talents in tackle position. Andrew Thomas is just a really good player. I mean, their talent evaluation is so so fucking bad. And I'm sorry for cursing, but it's so bad. I mean, geez. yeah. All right, let's move on from the, the Giants. This next game, I think, is a lock of the week for me. It's the New England Patriots. This should honestly be an easy victory. The, the Tennessee Titans, I think, are going to implode quickly. I think we might see the Colts overtake them in this division, like you mentioned earlier. New England, a very good defense. Matt Judon, great player, absolutely uh, superstar. He's been the key for that defense. And Mac Jones, yeah, I've criticized him, but he's really made some great throws. He beat up on my Browns a few weeks ago. This kid's legit. He's a superstar in the making, to be honest. Um, New England's really good, man. I'm going to pick the Pats. Yeah, I'll go with the Pats, too. You know I've been a Pats believer. I picked them last week. Again, I picked against you last week, uh, and I picked them, or two weeks ago, and I picked them. Uh, and I think this is a really, I think this is a really good football team. I think this is another team that really could win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I think this defense is outstanding. And that offensive line, man, that offensive line is probably, I think, the best in the NFL right now, uh, or if not, if not the best, one of the best. Um, you know, you have you still have the likes like the Cleveland Browns. I know they've been banged up, obviously Jack Hogg, but uh, you know the Titan, the Colts offensive line is really good. But the the Patriots, I think that's the top three. I think that's the top three: Browns, Colts, Titans, or not Patriots. Browns, Colts, Patriots. That's a. Uh, but yeah, this Patriots team is outstanding. I think Matt Jones has been really good, and I'm really and but I think his success is almost like a little bit predictable. You know what I mean? Like I, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, like he's the most pro ready quarterback, and he's going to go step into a situation that's going to put him in a uh, position to succeed." And listen, Bill Belichick, he's a defensive mastermind. I mean, this defense is elite. Once again, they have so many guys. And as you said, anchored by Matt Judon, who has turned into a superstar uh, in New England. And I'm going to, I think this is really a team that could win literally every single game for the rest of the year that they're playing. Uh, they're on a roll. They play, talk about a team that doesn't play its cohesive unit. This is a team that plays, it's a cohesive unit. they play really good complimentary football as Bill Belichick led teams always do. And I'm going to pick them this weekend over the Titans, who I think are on a downward spiral, especially they're without their top three skill possession players. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next game, Falcons, Jaguars. I'm going to start. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. Um, I think the Atlanta Falcons are so bad. Um, I mean, this team is just talk about another team that's really in a weird spot with their rebuild. I mean, you pick a first yeah. round tight end. I get he's a generational talent, but I mean, you really you don't have a quarterback. The quarterback class sucks this year. Matt Ryan, he's he's washed at this point. Calvin Ridley, your best receiver. We don't know when he's going to come back. All the best to him, obviously. And the defense, they don't really have any young superstars. Jacksonville, um, 
I mean, it's been a circus down there this year as well, but I feel like this is at home, just a game they can win. Trevor Lawrence, uh, we'll be able to see him. I mean, this offense is really bad as well, but I think James Robinson's just the best player on both sides of the football. I think he'll have a big game. So give me the Jags on this one. I'm going with the Falcons here. The Falcons have beat up on bad teams successfully this year. New York Giants on the road. I think they'll continue the train here. I think you're giving a little – Matt's been bad the last two games, but I think you're giving a little too much hate to Matt Ice. I got to say, I think he was really good before. He was bad. He was bad. Listen, days. listen, listen. He's been really bad the last two weeks, but that Falcons offensive line, I mean, Jesus Christ, is that offensive line bad. And that defense – like you said, in a really weird spot with the rebuild. Matt Ryan's a guy who I think will go to like he'll go to like one of the teams that's like looking for a consolation prize to Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, so. Like if Denver doesn't get him or like Pittsburgh doesn't get him, I could see him going there. Um, yeah, and I think the Falcons will start a new quarterback next year. Um, like you said, this is a rebuilding team, but I still think they're better than the Jaguars. The Jaguars have I think the Jaguars have one one good player maybe it's their quarterback. No, no, they have a few good players, but I think the coaching is bad, obviously. Uh, I'll go with the Falcons here. What do you think? I know what you're going to pick in this one. So, uh, yeah, why don't you talk Bucks? Sure, I'm not even – do I even need to say my, my pick out loud? The Colts will probably win, though. I'm going to pick the Colts here. No, I'm, I'm going to pick the Colts. Right, I'm, I'm going with the Buccaneers. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I know you're going with the Bucs. I know you're going with the Bucs, but – I just can't pick against the Colts until JT, Jonathan Taylor just has, uh, you know, has stopped at this point. I mean, he's just on an absolute yeah, I, think, I think there's a little bit of a difference between the Buccaneers' defensive lines though, and some of the defensive lines he's been running through. Buffalo Bills were one of the top defensive teams, is, you know, going is, into that last week. This is true, but so are the New Orleans Saints coming into that Eagles game, and I think they've been exposed a little bit. Look, I'm going to go with the Colts here. I think this team – I mean, look, the Bucks have had some bad losses. They lost to the Saints. They played close games with bad teams. They lost to the football team. So the Bucs aren't perfect either. They're banged up. AB no, is out. Um, they've got guys out. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, I, I, I mean, look, I'm biased. I have Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team. But, I mean, that guy is just a superstar right now. Five touchdowns last week. You just got to – I mean, this is a week where it's like mono v mono. Uh, best versus best. And I'm very excited to see what happens. I think this is one of the games you got to watch. Jonathan, I mean, he's just been on a roll, Rob. I mean, I, I just can't pick against him right now at this point. I just think, you know, I mean, they're getting him more involved too. You're seeing him have 80-plus percent of the snaps now, 20-plus touches easily each game. So I, I, I just I think if this guy just gets going, I just don't think he can beat him. So I'm going to go with the Colts. I know it's bold here. Uh, the Bucks will probably end up winning this one. But I, I just think JT's unstoppable right now. I think the Buccaneers are going to make Carson Wentz beat them, and I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, and I think Tom Brady and that uh, – God, I'm so tempted to pick the Colts here because this would be such a Buccaneers loss too. I'll go with the Buccaneers here for obvious reasons. Well, if you pick the Colts, I was going to say the Colts are absolutely going to lose if you pick the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the Buccaneers. Um, this next one, I, I I feel very comfortable picking the New York Jets this week. Um, Zach Wilson is back. I know Corby Davis is likely going to be out, but Elijah Moore's really looked good these recent weeks. Michael Carter, another guy who's out. But uh, I just think the Texans suck. I'm going to be honest. This team is just dysfunctional. Weird spot with the rebuild, obviously. Their oh whole rebuild this is on dis- what happens with Deshaun Watson. This is a dis- – so, yeah. why is this game even allowed to be played? I didn't know this game was happening this weekend. Can both teams <laughs> lose? A tie. 
the tie. It's true. Do you want to predict the tie? Can I, can I predict I'll, you, the tie? I'll give you five points if it's a tie and you predict the tie. Do I get a deduction though if it's not a tie? I mean, you don't get the point. You I don't, don't get, get a point, deduction. Sorry. Five extra points if it's a tie? Yeah. Fine. You get right, I'll, 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 take, you... I'll, I'll take a tie then. I'll take a tie. I think it's worth the risk. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I think both teams are equally as awful as one another. So, Although I do think the Texans have a little bit of an advantage at the quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, from what we – Zach Wilson's still young and has missed time. So, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't – Tyrod's a pretty solid bet. I mean, he's underrated. I mean, he's just kind of been uh, in yeah. the spot. Yeah. I agree. Um, Chargers, Broncos, Denver. Um, I feel like there was something about Denver I wanted to say. I don't know. I'm going to pick the Chargers, though. I mean, Justin Herbert has just been so boomer bust. I mean, he's had games where he's looked like the best player in the league, and then he's had games where he's just mediocre. It's so weird. But I think the Chargers are just the better team. Austin Eckler had a huge week last week, four touchdowns. Denver is just so mid with Teddy Br- I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is horrible. Uh, they do get Bradley Chubb back this week, though, which is a big, big plus. But – Chargers old line has also held up really well this year. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. But, uh, yeah, Denver, I just so mediocre. Another team that, I mean, with a good quarterback, Denver Broncos could be a serious threat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think the Broncos. I mean, they, uh, one thing real quick before you, they also give way too much money to uh, Cortland Sutton. That was a way too much money to Cortland Yeah, Sutton. I do agree. Although I think Cortland Sutton is really good, um, to be fair. Um I'll go with the Chargers here as well. I think the Broncos stink, to be honest with you. Their offense is terrible. Is this the week Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio gets fired? It should be. It should be the week Vic Fangio. <laughs> Vic Fangio should have lost his job uh, a while ago. I think that that Cowboys victory bought him a little too much leniency. Uh, yeah, Vic Fangio. Will you give me an extra point if Vic Fangio is going after this week? <laughs> sure, I'll give you an extra point if Vic Fangio I'll go with the, Char- I'll go with the Chargers here. I'll go with the Chargers. Okay. Um, Vikings, 49ers. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings have started to play better football. Um, this is a huge you know, Those receivers are just so good. It is. These teams both, I yeah. believe, kind of on the sprint. Yeah. yeah, both five. I mean, this is a huge matchup for both. The loser of this, honestly, might miss the, the Eagles. For the Eagles too. Huge. It's a big matchup for the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, for the Eagles, too. Uh, Minnesota, though. Kirk Cousins, I mean, a lot of people hate this guy, but he's played very well this year. Really has not turned the ball over. Um, Credit to him. Um, O-line's also played better. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are just a better team. I, I, I don't know. Jimmy G, I mean, he made a seed our words that other week. Of course he did. I mean, that wasn't even it. Of course, when we said he was going to be bad, he goes out and almost throws perfect. But they had a very good win last week in their defense as well against, I believe it was Jacksonville. So whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, actually. I'm going to go with the Vikings, too, which means they're almost assuredly going to lose. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a huge advantage in the quarterback match. I mean, Kirk Cousins has been balling this year, man, and no one wants to give the man his credit, but he's having a great year. Uh, and Justin Jefferson has been a beast these this, these last stretch of games. He's been awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. And uh, stop with Jimmy G. I'm sorry. Stop <laughs> with Jimmy G. Nah, I can't tell. He's just, he's just like – like represents like him and Andy Dalton just like represent this thing where it's like blocking like young quarterbacks path to success. Literally. Um, All right. Rams Packers. This is a great game. The two heavyweights at the NFC arguably with the bucks, obviously being excluded. Aaron Rodgers is banged up. He's got that fractured toe that he revealed. Um, 
Aaron, Aaron Jones may or may not play. I honestly don't know if that makes a difference to me. I'm going to pick the Rams. Um, did they have, I believe the Rams were on bye last week. They were. So this yeah, is going to be a more fresh team. Odell Beckham's going to be more used to this playbook. I think we'll see him more involved. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, I think they'll readjust after that 49ers loss. That was a bad loss. So I think we'll see them readjust. Um, I think the Rams will come out. Von Miller will be playing. He'll be healthy. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I just think they're the better team. I've kind of never believed in the Packers this year. I've kind of been always I, – I think they're a great team, but I just never believe they're Super Bowl contenders. And They played great football this year, but I just think the Rams are better. Um, I mean, but look, seven and three, they, they've lost some games as well. So could be, it's going to be a very good game. This is the game of the week, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Packers here. Um, Lambeau field, uh, Ram. I think people are hyping up the Rams way too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Robert Woods is a huge loss for that offense. Yeah. Uh, like way more than like way more than people realize. I also have an interesting tape about take about Cooper Cup that's like kind of unrelated to this podcast to what we're discussing right now. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna drop it on the pod line. Uh Cooper Cup to me, like when you like watch him play, like he's not really a wide receiver. He's like an H back or a tight end. Like watch him next week, Griffin. Watch him on Sunday and tell me he plays like a wide receiver because I really don't think he does. I think he plays way more like an H back or a tight end. Like the way that like the way he lines up, the way he runs his routes, like everything. Like I think he's just like the skinny, like like the skinny, like the skinny white dudes that everybody classifies on this like Cole Beasley type. But I think he plays like a tight. I think he plays like a tight end. I really do. And he's he's so elite. By the way, that's not me dissing his game or anything. It's actually me complimenting his game. I think he's a, such an elite player. But yeah, sorry, love. Sorry, thank you for letting me go off my little tangent. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Packers this week. Um. Lambeau Field in the middle at the end of November is my reasoning. So, yeah. This next game is a monumental game for the Cleveland Browns season against the Baltimore Ravens, a team that they just not seem to be able to beat these last few years, especially in Baltimore. I'm assuming you're going to pick the Ravens, so I'll let you go because I'm honestly unsure at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, I don't think the Cleveland Browns are that good anymore. You got you. You got me on the Browns train earlier in the season. I really thought they were going to compete for the AFC. I got to tell you, Griffin. I'm sorry. I've lost my faith in Baker Mayfield. I really have. And I'm. I'd be really interested. I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on Baker uh, after this, because I know you're you, you're usually a pretty big Baker fan. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Like you said, the Browns have had like a ton of trouble stopping Lamar in the past, right? Like they've he's he sort of really bad. He sort of he sort of owned them, hasn't he? I mean. So I think that trend is going to continue. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Um, I'll answer your thing about Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think he's always been kind of a game manager and kind of a, a fit for what they need. And I think that they can't move on from him right now, especially with that quarterback class incoming and how bad that is and, and whatnot. I mean, if they want to move on from him after, I can understand that. But next year, he's going to be the quarterback. I mean, look, he's banged up as well this year. He's playing with injuries that most guys in the league wouldn't be playing with. So credit to him. He's he's really toughed it through. But I think at this point he needs to sit down and just – he's just not – he's not playing at the level he needs to be playing at to be starting for this football team. I'd rather see Case Keenum in there and just see an all-out run approach, to be honest. 
I think that's what the Browns need to do anyway. They just need to run the ball. I mean, that is their strength. If you get Jack Conklin, Kareem Hunt back this week, I mean, that is – you really just need to pound the run. I need points back in our head-to-head, and I also need the Cleveland Browns to win for my own sanity. So I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns in this one for those two reasons. I think the Baltimore Ravens are probably going to win this game. I really – if I was picking without points or any of that, I'd probably say the Ravens. But I'm going to go with the Browns. I think this run attack is is really good, and I think getting Kareem Hunt back is going to help. I think it's just such a good – he's you know he's a good change of pace for Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb is just so elite. Everyone knows that. And I know we were talking about earlier how all those running backs are uh, going in the 30s to 50s. You look at that. I mean, Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor, arguably two of the best pure rushers in the league right now, were second-round picks. I mean, that just shows. Running back is so expendable. I mean, we see Alvin Kamara. That guy wasn't picked for, what, round four, round five, round six. Yeah. I mean, it's just so easy to find talent. James Robinson, undrafted. Yeah. I mean – Exactly. There's just no reason to, to waste first round picks. I mean, we saw Najee Harris. Obviously, he looks all right, but um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I think they'll lose the game, but I need points and I, I want the Browns <laughs> to win. So, kind of a bias type thing. But uh, I mean, I think they can win the game, though. I think it's just you got to you got to milk the clock with Lamar. And I think the Ravens are banged up defensively. Still, they're banged up offensively all over the place. So, this isn't an unpenetrable team. I think they were better when the Browns played them last year. To be honest. But um, but the Browns also look worse right now, so it's tough. It's 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 a tough one, but I'm gonna pick Browns for uh, the reasons I mentioned. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll go into the next game. I'm I'm gonna pick the Seattle Seahawks, and what, what, what might be a little bit of an upset. I know it's a little bit of my bias speaking, but I actually think the Seahawks are gonna go in and get a W uh, this weekend. But they really need it. I think Russell Wilson is gonna weld them to victory uh, Monday night. Uh, Pete Carroll's job. I mean, this is I'm gonna sound like. Talking like I'm talking about Vic Fangio here, but I think his job might be in danger a little bit. Uh, I think you might agree with that as well. But uh, at the at the end of the season, I don't think they would never fire him mid season. But I think they might move on at the end of the year, uh, especially if Russ wants out. But I'm gonna go with the Seahawks here. I think they know that they have to win this game, and I think Russ. This is just a classic Russell Wilson willing the Seahawks, willing the Seahawks to victory when no one else will or can. Uh, uh, type of game on and I think we've seen it before I think this will be another one of those type of games I mean I'll touch on the Pete Carroll I'm gonna go with Washington here but um I'm gonna touch on the Pete Carroll I mean I I don't think he'll necessarily be fired I think the GM or whoever's constructing this roster should be fired because they've done a god-awful job I mean this (laughs) roster construction is just I mean they've gotten away with it for a few years but I mean when this team was in its peak that was the legion of boom it was built on their defense and you look at that defense now and it's just what is going on? I mean, it's just embarrassing to be honest with you. Um, horrible roster construction. I mean, that O line is god awful. The D line is god awful. I mean, you trade for Jamal Adams, you trade your first round picks for uh, you know blitzing safety. That makes no sense. I mean, it's just I don't know. This team needs to trade Russell Wilson at the end of the offseason. Unfortunately, we've seen this year they're just not in the spot to win anymore. It seems like they need to kind of rebuild. Russell Wilson will at least get you a lot of draft capital back. I mean, they'll be able to salvage their future by trading for Russell Wilson, which is huge. And I think that's why a team like the Eagles, I mean, if you could end up landing Jalen Hurts, a top 10 pick or something, I mean, I don't even know what it would take, but I'm sure it would take a a King's ransom to get Russell Wilson. So you got to assume they'd get a guy like a Jalen Hurts who fits their scheme with what Russell's done, to be honest, Uh, just not as talented as a passer, obviously nowhere near, but um, you get a top 10 pick. I mean, I think the Eagles are really that perfect trade partner for Russell Wilson. I think it would be very interesting to see what happens this off season. I honestly believe, I'm going to say this, it's a kind of a hot take, the way Hurts and the Eagles have played this year. I think the Eagles are better off keeping their picks than trading the whole system for Russell Wilson. I know he's so dynamic, but 
the Eagles have a lot of holes they need to fix. And I mean, if the Eagles can go out and get like, I mean, imagine you put Garrett Wilson on the Eagles among like a bunch of yeah. other positions. I mean, Garrett Wilson, you just see today in the game. I mean, he is a superstar in the making at wide receiver. Um, I mean, you by oh uh Jackson Smith yeah, yeah. That was oh my god you know his brother is in the uh picture Pittsburgh Pirates organization I saw that today I saw yeah. that I saw a tweet from uh an account yeah um but we're getting completely sidetracked I'm gonna go with the Washington <laughs> football team like for the reasons I mentioned I mean I think Seattle's just so bad on defense they're just poorly built they need a rebuild and I think Washington's kind of rolling with a little bit of momentum right now I believe no they won last week against Carolina so they're beating up they're beating good teams I mean they played Carolina looked pretty good with Cam um, and obviously they beat the Bucks. So I think Washington's kind of find their groove. Obviously the Chase Young injury sucks, but uh, I think they've kind of found their stride. They're hitting their stride. They're starting to win games. So I think this is another game Monday night prime time. I like Washington here. I'll be honest. I think the Seahawks are just uh, god awful. Not and Russell Wilson has also been terribly. I mean that offense has been putrid these last few weeks. So I expect it to bounce back, but I think football team will win the game. So yeah, yeah. I mean the Seahawks. He's been carrying them for so goddamn long. It's absurd. Yeah. I mean, ever since that defense has fallen apart, it's just been Russell Wilson, essentially. I mean, obviously, you look, when the Legion of Boom was there, that was the Legion of Boom. Like, that was elite. That was one of the greatest units. You can look at that and say, arguably one of the top defensive units of all time, uh, potentially. So, yeah, it's what it is. But that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Uh, I appreciate you all for watching. It was a longer episode, but I think it was a very fun episode. We did some MLB free agency predictions, a lot of NFL in there. So uh, I know we both enjoyed that. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate that. Go check us out. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Outside the Arena there. Uh, go follow us on Instagram, our podcast at Outside the Arena Podcast on Instagram. That will all be in the description below. But yeah, with that, uh, take it easy. Enjoy another Sunday of NFL football and a lot of MLB free agency seems to be picking up. So enjoy that as well. And yeah, we'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.